0: the thing was also
1: <laughs> welcome to game of nodes a weekly podcast from independent validator teams hello and welcome to game of nodes a weekly podcast from independent validator teams and uh it's a it's a day of highs it's a day of lows as you've just been hearing um it's a day of pages going off constantly for the last three hours every minute. I'm going to move that out of my eyeline, so it's it's not going to stop going off. Long story. Um, so until it stops, I guess. I mean, Sod's Law will get into a flow of, of a, an actual topic on this podcast for the first time ever, and then I will actually have something that needs actioning pretty much immediately and with quite a bit of urgency, but... Um, hold on does this mean you are an especially good validator or an especially bad validator
2: because if it were me i would just hit silence and be like all right moving on but you don't you just let it keep going that's the sign of ascendance
1: well because okay so here's the thing right what if in between all those other so that there is a system down but it's expected to be down so that's kind of fine i would be more concerned if it i want to know it just went off again i I just want to know that it is still down every minute because otherwise something else has gone wrong and then we're out of planned thing and into unplanned thing and then it's time to worry additionally yeah i suppose if i get if there's more than one buzz it means that something else has gone wrong so just because you've got one notification going crazy and for reasons you you haven't muted it. I mean obviously you can go and resolve it in page duty. But that would not be the right thing to do in this case for reasons. I, I don't want to like miss the fact that a different validator is down. Um that would be super annoying. Um and also to be fair this is our, this is our second although this one is planned. This is our second outage this week actually because we had 45 minutes on the Juno upgrade the other day. Um because the new version of the SDK does actually validate whether or not there's a Genesis file after an upgrade, which it always should have done, but it never, I think actually in practice did in the past. Um, So we actually, the, the box we're currently using obviously remote signer. So it's um, it's an XRPC that was flipped over. It didn't actually have a Genesis file anywhere on the box. Um, So that upgrade happened. It like stuck. And I was thinking, well, I'm pretty sure this should have been quite a quick upgrade, and yet it's still down. Let's check the logs. Hmm, that's well, it is an error actually. Hmm, that's a bit of a weird. And honestly, this is the this is the danger of being on being on duty when it's when it's you and you've had for small people reasons uh, not as much sleep as as was previously the norm in your life. Although to be fair, it's been getting a lot better recently. More on that whether or not it does improve or not. I'll I'll report back. Um I always thought that the daemons would at least check the Genesis file
2: was there. The fact that you didn't have a Genesis file like existing, that cool. just blows my yeah. mind. I had no idea. Yeah,
1: yeah well, I I genuinely I, I like obviously I was aware that there is like there is a checker, but it doesn't run or it didn't run previously. So I was just like, you know, whatever. Especially I've been quite fast and loose with decommissioning old hardware and shuffling stuff around, especially things like RPCs. So it it took me longer than I'd like to admit, uh, about ten minutes to go. Hang on, this is just the Genesis file is actually not present, isn't it? That's that's what it is. It's not the Genesis file's wrong because I was there, like you know, oh, oh, which one's the correct one? You know, for the for the uh, for Phoenix Two. Let's compare the SHA. Blah 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 blah. And then I was like, Hang on, you're being stupid. It's probably not there. Just just download the new one, and it's it's relatively big. Just download it overwrite the old one and then just restart the thing just stop trying to actually let's assume this is the problem just knock it on the head and uh yeah um but yeah i like like in kind of classic you know when you when you're kind of like rubber ducking a problem and you're like hang on a minute i went and posted on discord like hang on a second i think i don't have a genesis file and somebody was just like you can't even start the node if you've not got a genesis file and i was like look buddy i don't know who you are and you're probably right. You're probably right, in that that should be how it works. But let me tell you, we've been running in production for a long time, playing very fast and loose with these boxes, and I can tell you that's not how it currently works. Um,
2: well, so that makes yeah. me wonder because there's a case where you have to like do a full database reset, an unsafe reset, all to like reset the genesis. So when does that become a situation? Then because that 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 just popped up today with a a network upgrade where someone or no a network start where someone had to do an unsafe reset all because their Genesis wasn't being read correctly. And they had a snapshot.
1: Hmm. Ooh, was their Genesis not being read correctly because the JSON was malformed? Cause that just sounds, cause all it does is just generates default Genesis or at least that's what it used to do.
2: They used the old Genesis. It was a fork. So they used the old Genesis and then they didn't update it with a new one or they, they did replace it, but they didn't do an unsafe reset. So they deleted the database. They didn't, do an unsafe reset, and then they tried to go on, and then it still had the old Genesis
1: somehow in memory. So I think I'm not sure that unsafe reset does unsafe reset. Actually, now now I think about it, does unsafe reset will definitely reset the Genesis file? Because I know it resets the state. It doesn't. It
0: doesn't reset the Genesis file.
1: I don't think it changes the Genesis. But I don't think it reads uh-huh.
0: it either. I don't think it does anything with it.
1: Well, it didn't in previous versions. I think that's the point.
0: Yeah, I think it does now.
1: As long as you because. I guess my understanding is it doesn't read it on startup. So on a previous version, as long as you were past block one and not as an upgrade block, it would just restart the service. And if everything was okay, your state was okay, your cache was okay. Nothing was corrupted. It should just run. However, I think SDK 47, it always checks it on startup.
0: Yeah, Maybe
1: it doesn't I, check. I'd off, be interested but to but know
0: been... what kind of checks it does because previously, I think you,
1: Well, invariant checks would take a very long time, wouldn't it? Although, to be fair, not anymore because of that fix that Juno paid paid the bounty for. But even then, some of the other invariant checks aren't quick. So, I think like um, previously,
0: like some some things you did, it would read the genesis, but other things like it, you only had to have the right network name in there for things to work. And now, I guess it's doing some kind of more in depth thing. because people without the genesis, it won't work. But I, I don't know what it might be. Like, there's really no information you need from there. And it doesn't relate to, like, the – so say if you're starting from a snapshot or state sync, like, all of the account information does not really relate to anything anymore because uh, that's from, you know, an initial state, which yeah. in, the, in the form of the database you're receiving is non-relatable. It's all gone information. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I guess maybe it still only works if you've just got the the right um, network name in there. Don't know. Because a lot of times, like It'd we be would quite really general-
1: literally all it did was pass the JSON and went, is the network name right? Okay. I well, mean, does, that does that the, that the network name cosmos. match
0: what, we've, what the databases were pulling? Ah, okay. That would so,
1: be a very, very Cosmos. Let's check it's there. Let's check network name and then the rest of it will take some time. So let's let's just how 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 would they check? Like,
0: you know, the unless there's some something that gets passed through with in the in the database, the initial database that's like, yeah, this is I don't know, for example, like it's got to be this length or or whatever. But like the unless they're now injecting something into the database on startup that actually has that
1: check oh no you fucking can't because it's brutal. you can't
0: check anything because it's all gone it's the data's gone yeah. from your if you're yeah, if you're thinking, odd, then you're just taking odd, noticed, you
1: couldn't replay the tx's so yeah you're fine. yeah but that would take I mean, there was some way of ensuring the integrity of each individual uh of each individual bundle of transactions such that moving forward you could make sure that it ca- contained a complete history of every other bundle of transactions going back to the Genesis file. Something like a public ledger might be able to solve that. Yeah.
0: It sounds like the job of a validator.
1: (laughs) That'd be interesting. Um, Okay. So anyway, uh, that's why every minute my, my phone is going off. So, um, shall we go on to the news? Uh, If you don't put the banner up and I, all (laughs) again, I I
0: don't have any news, but, uh, anyway oh um i've got a handful in, of things
2: i can throw in for you
0: well I, I do have some stuff to talk about it's not really news can you take the fucking news banner off it's more it's more talking points i don't like the news banner it's distracting
2: I don't take it off like, i like it, it i know I think that it's makes great. you want to
0: keep it up more but like for those at home fucking send a petition or something I, this is annoying um well, okay, so Anyway, sh- 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 I mean, I can
1: in- throw in something to begin with, right? No,
0: look, I'll put in if the beginning stuff, and then when I okay. run out of shit to talk about, you can start talking about stuff, all right? That's how it works now. So, <laughs> All right. So, uh, well, in, in Game of Nodes news, uh, we have started a, uh, a DAO. A, we're now a DAO, DAO, DAO. Oh, it's official now. Well, we, we've got one.
1: <laughs> Nobody sent me a link. What you have a link. It's do literally I? in the group chat. Oh my aren't god. You, like four days ago or something, written? buddy.
0: Like, aren't you part of the
1: doubt This is why there's no shit post public griefing proposals from Schulze yet, clearly. Incoming. But that we, we do actually Ooh. this is we do now have a forum to vote on whether or not the banner should stay. And it will be publicly auditable, oh, obviously. I will get it. <laughs> voted immediately um
0: all right so what the dow is for is we have no fucking clue but uh initially i guess it's we intend to like seed the dow a little bit of uh moolah a little bit of cashish in the form of probably shit coins or something and then uh what what's our like, initial you know? mandate here so we're going to be um sponsoring some stuff uh we're
1: going to be we're doing some fucking marketing we're going to be sponsoring some shit. We're going to be paying for some shit. We're going to be chatting some shit on the basis of those activities. It's going to be a whole new world. Yeah,
0: it's lots of shit is going to go down in the DAO. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, if, if you're interested, you can go and see what we vote about. We'll put a, uh, a link to the DAO in the show notes. If you want to make a sizable donation, go right ahead. As an anonymous person, uh, yeah, okay. Anyway, so that's the Dow. That's the Dow business out of the way. Um, in the actual Cosmos uh, news, a couple of interesting things happened yesterday and last night, uh, depending on what your time zone is. So a small, a small issue uh, that I wanted to bring up was, <laughs> oh, Jake's here. <laughs> what is that fucking picture? Uh, for, for the folks at home, uh, Jake's Hartnell's uh picture in YouTube is some cyberpunk uh Jake thing going on, it looks pretty cool. Um, okay, so FMOS, so there was an issue last night, Shilty. You'd be uh familiar with this one as well, uh, where there was a, a bug from uh Go that made a bunch of nodes halt because of the
2: uh, time zone. No, 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 no. It's not no? from Go. I don't think it's from Go, but it is time zone related. If people had their server on the wrong time zone, wrong time zone, if they didn't have it set as UTC, that's the issue. It wasn't Go related at all.
0: Uh, okay. Dude, so the so, so they, I, I saw someone put up a uh a pull request to change a line in some code. Was that not in Go? I thought it was, Go. I mean. Okay, yeah. So technically,
2: like, the fix was written in Go, but it wasn't due to, like, the Go versioning or anything. It had to do with the way they were saving time, which is what halted um, Chihuahua God in the early days. Same exact thing, where rather than using, like, the built-in time, they were
0: just spattering things out there. So is this something, and, like, to be honest, I think most of us sort of aim to have our servers in um, UTC uh, because it makes a whole lot more sense when you... Have all of your servers in the same time zone when you dial them up, but I mean, easily overlooked. I guess that's going into my ansible now to make sure that everything's set in UTC when uh, doing the initial hardening on the server. But um, I mean, it's there was a lot of nodes that went down, so I guess it's common that people don't do that. So is that do you, do you think like is that something that um, networks should be making sure that their code? Uh, is resilient to that, like that it's... Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. I mean, the fact that they're not is just outrageous,
2: really. Yeah, yeah so, so should be, it should be...
0: It should come from the yeah.
1: network to make sure that things like that don't happen. Um, you shouldn't be looking it up on the host. It should be completely host independent. And But the correct answer to what time zone should your servers be is UTC. The only two valid time zones are UTC and UGT, so... What's UGT? Yeah, I don't know that one. Universal Greetings Time? GMT?
2: No, it's like
1: a... I feel like this is a very old IRC or computer programmer thing, potentially. But you always say good morning when you join a channel, regardless of what the time is, because the time is always UGT. All right. In Uh, fact, that's that's probably why the crypto GM thing is a thing. It's probably... Like, back in history, it's probably... From programmers coming from IRC, who just say "morning," whatever time zone you're in, it's like quite morning. quite common from threads and things I've been in historically that people so what, talk about UGT. Is that different
0: from UTC, or what the hell? Well,
1: it's always morning. Doesn't matter what time zone you're in. So you it's say, like it's it's it's, like UTC. it's always morning wherever you, you know you are. <laughs> it's it's kind of like you know. it's
2: always it's five o'clock somewhere.
1: So it's like it's like late night here right now. But I would sign on. And I'd be like, "Morning." <laughs> it's just morning. <laughs> UGT, right? Um, so it's kind of an inflexible standard in some ways compared to UTC. But universal good morning time, universal greetings, I believe. But mm. um, it could, could also be that. But I, pr- presumably, that's also where the GM GM thing comes from. It's
0: in like- any case, everybody should operate on UTC regardless uh, when they're talking to people on the internet. And, oh, my God, the amount of people who just quote times in, you know, Eastern Standard Time or whatever the other one is in uh, in America is so annoying. They're like, there's only two time zones in the world, Eastern or Western. No, there's a whole other world. <laughs> so, UTC, everybody, please. Um, all right. So, the other issue that I wanted to bring up. Oh, Yeah. So neutron, uh, this is interesting. Two tombstones on neutron, which are for people at home who don't know. Neutron is an interchain security chain that's um, attached to atom, uh, and so basically all of the atom validators run these um, consumer chains as well, and they're you know tied. Uh, to the, the main validator that they have back on Atom. So yesterday or last night, uh, was this due to an upgrade or something, Shilty? Do you know? I don't think so. I don't think there's any upgrade. I think it was just something happened. Okay, so something happened. <laughs> not being an Atom validator, I, I really, I'm really i not 100% sure of the details here um, and or how ICS works, but uh, there's been two tombstones on Neutron chain. Uh, I won't say who they are. And the question mark now is how does that relate to and what happens to their atom validator? So that's all I've got in that uh, item of news, although it's a big item. So Well, so it doesn't
2: relate to the cosmos really. Right now, tombstoning cannot affect your main validator. In order to incur slashing, like they didn't get slashed, in order to incur slashing, there will need to be a vote to slash the validators who... Tombstoned. So right now, much like Akash, Tombstone means nothing. Which is, in my opinion, what should be the the way we do it
0: anyway. However, they are off the hook. What do you mean they're off the hook? You mean because they're not being slashed? No, because now they don't have to validate on Neutron. They're Tombstone. Oh, is that true? <laughs> How else? So wait,
1: can if you want to save money as an active validator, Tombstone yourself. <laughs> Uh, I mean this is look not I, technical advice just in case we've got our facts a little bit muddled here before people go losing their delegators' funds.
0: So James Do your said, own research No, they are still alive. look I, I got to confess I've, I really know very little about ICS um, other than that you know it seems like a horrible thing for validators financially but um, I don't know what that means 100% James is that their they tombstone? The tombstone validators are not offline, still active. I don't... How? <laughs> okay. Thanks, Frey. <laughs> the Frey has just popped up the circle stake sign. Um, okay. In other news, uh, so this is getting back to just uh, crypto in general. So PayPal stablecoin. So going through the Twitter uh, or the X, the Zitter, during the week, one of the prominent subjects was that PayPal are going to be launching a stablecoin. I'm not sure if it's rumors or a done deal, um, but, I mean, people are pretty excited about that in general for crypto. So I guess the potential here is is that uh, PayPal is obviously a big platform. They have 400-odd oh, million active accounts. Uh, 1.2 trillion in volume a year. Uh, so I guess people are excited that this is a bit of an entry gateway into crypto, uh, whether or not like the whole crypto side of this stable coin would be sort of abstracted away. So they wouldn't really know is anyone's guess at this point. Um, but I mean, you know, PayPal does 70% of eBay transactions as well. So um. I mean, there's a lot of potential that that coin is going to get a lot of use, whether or not that use sort of is paired back to an entry point into blockchain, you know, that remains to be seen. Um, apparently, they they intend to work close with regulators. So, um, yeah, but later on uh, in the week, saw some additional information uh, just about people sort of analysing that situation. And apparently... Uh, the stablecoin contracts, which are floating around relating to this PayPal stablecoin, are written in a relatively old uh, version of Solidity, um, which people weren't impressed with. I think it's susceptible to certain types of um, attacks. Uh, but also, uh, there were aspects to that contract uh, where funds can be frozen and then wiped, which uh, people didn't enjoy either. And I guess that's the centralized uh, nature of this type of uh, coin. And I guess that's also to enable working with regulators. Any comments, guys? been very
2: quiet. Is that any different than how USDC works? I mean, it doesn't wipe people, but it can
0: surely uh, blacklist them, right? So-, so there's a two-step process in this PayPal stablecoin. Step one, freeze the account. Step two: send a message to wipe frozen account. So you have to freeze it first, and then you can just clear it. So, well, that's my understanding anyway.
2: What does it mean to freeze it and clear it? Right? Because if they're not cu- like custodians, then how are they? How are they doing that? Just, like do they have an internal ledger of what the actual PayPal is? Uh, sorry, I didn't understand the question. How would the, how like how how would they wipe the account?
1: Right. So I guess it's a message which just just burns all the coins. Yeah, you just change the account balance to zero, don't you? But the point is that PayPal, if they do that to you and you're an American citizen, you go to the SEC and they go to real jail. Or they don't, they go to white collar jail. They probably go to white collar jail. They play tennis for a few years. No big deal. But you know, the reality
0: is the SEC won't say boys will be boys, no?
1: I don't know. It feels like they're not particularly in a boys-will-be-boys kind of mood at the moment. And PayPal are really, really... I mean, they have offices. You could walk into their offices with people with badges quite easily. Um, So, yeah, it kind of seems like if they started wiping customers' accounts, they'd probably... I mean, are they... Okay, so I'm going to show my ignorance of PayPal's business model here, but I'm guessing they're not regulated as a bank already. They're regulated as a money service business or whatever the U.S. equivalent is. So my assumption is they are they are already a regulated entity um, with the same with like some controls, but probably not the same controls as a bank. I believe that's correct. But I'm not 100 percent certain. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm not really sure. Like, I mean. Obviously, if you get rugged, I mean, the thing you, I think the, thing, the biggest risk rather than getting rugged by PayPal is probably that PayPal put out shit code. That would be my worry from what you just said there. now although you haven't read the code, haven't really been following it, not that bothered about Ethereum as a general rule, other than like high level news stuff. Well, this is to be fair, big news. I mean, I did, I guess I saw it, but didn't care that much if I'm completely honest, because I'm not going to use this fucking shit coin. But, it would be a worry if um, the code is in some way bad and then PayPal get rugged at a big scale because then PayPal might go under and then you won't be made whole and then you're fucked. And they're also presumably not banks, so the funds aren't safe. So it's kind of back to the thing of like, actually, you'd be safer off with a really, really unsafe decentralized um, shit coin rather than a centralized shit coin. Because it's not backed by anything, really. Because PayPal presumably, do they have? Are they backing it one to one with US dollars? Like, what's their mechanism?
0: I I can't imagine why they wouldn't. I I assume that this they haven't money
1: to do that. I mean, PayPal they've got deep pockets, but like they haven't got like central bank deep pockets. They've just got a few fucking dollars from grandmas buying. They collect dollary
0: dudes as they issue the token right so if they launch a stable coin to get the stable coin presumably you have to buy it uh, or swap some fiat for it so i would imagine that they are required to hold one-to-one every dollar that you have in your paypal account already as a um you know custody service of fiat in a bank somewhere or at least as like a cash equivalent or something like that. So
1: did the contract have a a variable supply then so they could buy dollars and then issue more? The the supply can be just varied uh,
0: because it's got an admin on the account and you can just inflate it as they want. But that's no different to like USDT or USDC or anything like that. Um, As they make more issue, they presumably collect money and then issue Uh, stablecoin so i imagine it would work exactly the same way they've probably seen the amount of profit that tether made last year and gone oh okay we need to get in on that so is
2: anyone in their right mind would the fact that the eu hasn't issued their own like central stablecoin to me is
1: just kind of wild what was that comment these comments are jumping up and down so quick uh i was looking for todd's one but i clicked the wrong button so Soy 2 Studios said, for, for those at home, uh, they can mint infinite amounts. So that that kind of answers the, the question. And uh friend of the potty, um, Block Pain said there's absolutely no chance. I added the word absolutely. Sorry, Todd. Uh, no chance they are one-to-one. They lend that money out, just like a real bank. Um, so it's kind of back to the... So my concern here would be that a business like this being credible... And 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 I think actually to shorty's point, which I think you because he was going to say something around the fact that there isn't any EU Euro stablecoin is a bit of a missed opportunity, is that you you want more than one bank just like you issue a currency right, um, you know if you go to like Hong Kong and you get like um, Hong Kong dollars they you get them from the bank that you get them from and they all have slightly different or at least I don't know if this is still the case but it was like fifteen years ago when I was there that depending on which ATM you got the notes out they would be different because different banks no issued them really yeah 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 because it's just um yeah because they're just it's just hong kong dollars they're issued by the banks that they're there but it's not like it's just a principality or whatever um so like i think like the the conceptual framework has already has already existed for a lot of a lot of places where the banks issue the money i think that's actually fucking true in scotland you know um because there's no such thing as legal tender in scotland um Scottish pounds but they are different to british pounds what and they, no yeah okay. so scottish pounds different to british pounds british shops are not obliged to take scottish pounds so shops in the rest of england wales um northern ireland not obliged to take scottish pounds it's at the discretion of the shop owner um and from memory the scottish notes in addition are also printed up by bank so different banks i think they all have agreed to use the same design um, but yeah, they, they, they should be. But anyway, the reason I bring this up, and please in the comments, fact check me on the whole Scotland thing. It's been a little while since well, I'm interested, just a
2: little bit since I'm reading about it right now. So <laughs> um, technically, the pound sterling is their legal tender, but yeah, they just issue their own notes. Yeah. And those notes can be used throughout Scotland, but they're basically not used anywhere outside of Scotland.
1: There you go. Um, what?
2: <laughs> well, I mean, that,
0: that's, that's the way that money First came about anyways banks have just issue bank notes it's like exactly. literally a piece of paper that says we'll pay the money on the note
1: again like- recommendation from the game of notes book club debt by david Graeber. if you're interested in the history of the development of money and debt relations um but so anyway the 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 thing is that all of these kind of these currencies where the banks themselves issue the currency they do actually obviously have a central government or an authority kind of controlling the, the overall supply they have so like, some kind of backing if you like But then it's actually issued by a number of institutions. So no one institution is a single point of failure. It's almost like it's kind of, um, it's like the opposite of centralization where you have like a variety of different things like nodes in a network so that one shouldn't be able to bring down the others. I know it doesn't work like that in practice. I was there in 2008. I feel like I've heard about this before. Yeah. Doing an economics degree in 2008. That's a good time to do an econ degree they're like by the way you're going to be examined on all of this even though look out the fucking window 20 years of theory is literally burning right now um anyway the the point is that i think that there's a model there where if you have these kind of um stable coins at the moment you have all these individual people issuing them like usdt usdc now usdp usdpp i don't know whatever pp paypal usd <laughs> Is <it USDPP? laughs> um There's you're welcome you're welcome paypal you can have that one for free i won't even charge you the consultancy fee um but it kind of seems like they all are very brittle on their own you know duh centralized like all the worst aspects, aspects of centralization so it kind of make more sense if they even if they don't want to fucking get the u.s government involved whatever i don't really give a shit i'm not american but like if they actually like maybe fucking pooled their liquidity or something or c- collaborated in some or, or like they could even you know build a protocol to collaborate and then do it in code and then it could be auditable by other people if they really wanted to actually like you know get involved in the crypto circle prop properly rather than just standing by the side kind of watching it and just being like it's like a monitor jack off yet that's kind of <laughs> what they're doing right now they're just standing by the side going that's kind of hot God, I don't know where my fucking metaphors gone today. Sorry about that. That's actually, uh, yeah, this this podcast should not be listened to by under whatever the age of consent is, whatever in your country. Anyway, I'm out of steam. Fucking. I
2: don't think I. Re- I don't think I put my stamp of approval on that statement. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we need to vote on that in the Dow.
1: Yeah, Which send
2: bit? it up
0: now. <laughs> Which bit? There was a lot there. Um,
1: should you right. consent to listening to the podcast?
0: Do we have to individually vet listeners? It's a permissionless podcast, let's be honest.
1: Um, We believe in permissionless decentralized systems. This podcast is no different. So,
0: um, (laughs) soy 2 Studio had a stab at me here. Uh, In other news, Null's time as a profitable Flix validator is over, uh, which he blames on airdrops. So, I made a tweet yesterday I should have learned my lesson by now just to not make tweets. Um, so I was just looking through MintScan at a couple of things and I noticed the uh, there's like an IBC in, IBC out graph in MintScan and you could see the
2: the,
0: the the Omniflix one like as they did the airdrop, like all of these IBC outs and it's just like a steady stream of IBC out now um, to osmosis. And look, I don't really like airdrops that much. Um, And so I just sort of pointed out that basically everyone... And I don't know, people are just sort of saying that this is Flick's only problem, but I don't really agree with that. It seems to me 90% of the time when there's an airdrop that people just basically sell it now. It's like in the deep of a bear. No one's really enthusiastic about anything. If there's any opportunity for a bit of a cash grab, then people just sell it, right? And I mean, it's sort of I don't like I don't know the full mechanisms of this, like where that money actually comes from, like who are those LPs at the moment um, in Osmosis, but it seems like it's selling it out of someone's pocket. Anyway, the Flix token has not done well since uh, it started. So, um, <laughs> sorry, two just pointing out we're like number six validator in OmniFlix, and yeah, our total value lock to our validator is definitely under 50 grand now um, and we're not too far from the top in terms of uh, staked token so I think is up the top there but their um, total stake must be something like maybe 60 grand or something like that if I'm doing ratios real quick in my head so I would say basically no validator is uh profitable on omniflix right now so Thanks, Soy2 Studio.
1: So Omniflex is now like every other Cosmos chain to validate on them. The the market cap must be really small
0: uh at the moment. So um there was an interesting uh thing that someone put up on Twitter during the week where the bad kids on Stargaze are obviously keep going up in value. And someone said um What if it might have even been Pokachu intern? What if the market cap of bad kids exceeds the market cap of the chain? Which is pretty funny. It's like bad kids, you know, based on the floor price, would cost you um, $5 million to buy. uh, And I think the chain's uh, market cap is like $13 million or something like that. $13 million. Uh, I pointed out that the you know it can't exceed it in real terms because once you start sell, like you can only sell the value of the chain because there's only tokens that have a value right whilst it might appear on paper to be worth more it is not worth more
1: well could you wait for mesh security and then sell your like founder amount of bad kids that are presumably squared away on a ledger somewhere uh to get your your fat bag of m- meshy tokeny boys and then buy out your host chain in a hostile takeover. Cause that would be some like, that would be some fucking closing 10 minutes of the big short level fucking stuff. That would, that would be some real margin. Cool, cool shit. You know, like you said, can, simple, you, can you explain to me what a meshy boy is a What
0: a meshy boy? What is that? Mesh security. Mesh yeah. Boy. Classic. What? what what is the meshy boy though? Like, wh- is that a commodity or something? I think it's just a joke. Just you know,
1: like a chunky boy, but like a meshy boy.
0: <laughs> I mean, I don't quite understand. Ex- I haven't watched the video on mesh yet, so I don't. What happens there? Can you, is, like, uh, is there some sort of mesh security token that you're talking about,
1: or well, <clears throat> like if you're transferring point, the bad so kids so off, it's what are you? It's that's on that's about mesh security. I suppose mesh more, about, um, more about and more about the IBC piece becoming more I'm what I'm really saying, I suppose is I'm just going mesh because I'm being fucking lazy. But what I really, really mean is like in in a world where you can circle stake fucking tokens from one chain to another or whatever, and you can IBC, you can do like the IBC router stuff and jump tokens around more easily. You know, it's going to be more common to use and it has already become this way. And it's a fucking great for taxes. We won't go into it, but it's fucking great for taxes to have, Random other coins given to your validator on random other chains as commission. (laughs) Absolutely fucking stellar to just get like one fucking shit coin from some random chain on your Juno validator. But like, you
0: want to be fucking and
1: start complaining about random fucking coins? Well, sure, right, yeah, one hundred percent. But like, this is like the world that is coming in the cosmos. Like, it's not hard to see that you'd be that far that it's coming in the future, and that you will be able to because the, the whole point of a lot of these systems is basically pooling liquidity across sovereign app chains, right? So although I'm kind of just hand-waving the exact mechanism, you can see a future, if we're talking about like meme future, where bad kids have actually exceeded the market cap of a chain, of their host chain, in this case Stargaze, you can see that on that kind of timescale, which is probably two to three years, like you would have a lot of the affordances of mesh security in all likelihood, and the additional developments in ibc and it's not impossible to imagine a a world in which you could basically be selling those bad kids despite them living on stargaze for a grab bag of other tokens this moth has really decided it likes my fucking right eyeball it keeps flying to my right eye it's mad it's gonna die at some point because it'll just hit my eye and then get stuck and then we're both gonna be in pain
0: for those who are listening to the podcast there has been a moth just sort of floating around the phrase head
1: it's really disconcerting. Um, can I throw in a piece of news before you continue? Yeah, I'm, I'm done with the news. Well, well, I've got a lot
0: of things to yeah. add.
1: So, uh, an important bit of news: if you are based in the UK, um, and I didn't even realize this until recently. Um, very heavy upfront caveat. I am not a lawyer. Please seek legal advice, professional legal advice from a non uh-huh, uh, for, from a non shit. Uh, legal representative to actually understand crypto um, if you think this does apply to you. But the law is changing for crypto asset businesses and registration with the Financial Conduct Authority, the FCA. Um, it's actually already technically changing and you have until I think October the 3rd to go and fucking fill out the paperwork um, if this does affect you. And you've got to pay, <laughs> pay 10,000 pounds to register. So obviously that's uh, part of it. But then You know, once you've done that, boys will be boys, is my understanding. Wait, what's the the point?
2: What are you getting out of it?
1: Uh, You don't go to prison for two years and have your business seized.
0: Oh, nice. So boys will no longer be boys in the UK?
1: Boys will not be boys unless they are regulated boys. But it only applies to the... My understanding of this It only applies to the marketing of sale of crypto assets. So if you are shilling a shitcoin on TikTok... You now need to register with the FCA by the third of October. It doesn't affect non-fungible tokens. Um, so wait, what? You, like if you if just you market
2: un- fucking big balls blockchain coin, that you have to go register. But if you re- if you market what is it, the what's that Ape One? The board API Club, you don't have to register?
1: Uh they're unique items. You just have to pay your fucking VAT, man. Okay. Like, okay. like fucking Del and Rodney, no income tax, no V8. Well, yeah, anyway,
0: like, you know, you could sell shoes on the street, right? It's the same yeah. thing.
1: Yeah. yeah. and, and they're, it that. Just, they're just selling shit pictures on the internet. Like there's nothing, there's no fucking regulation element at that. It's just selling, selling crap. It's not a financial instrument. <laughs> just um, well, it's on crap. Stand by those. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, the floor price of those fucking what they call glitch candies is not held up as well as black as bad kids. Anyway, so <laughs> in conclusion, there is a very valuable piece of advice squirreled in the middle of this podcast. If you're based in the UK and shilling shit coins, go fucking look up the law change. Uh, you're looking for policy statement. PS2, PS two PS 23 slash six financial promotion rules for crypto assets. Uh, which is, of course, uh, open on the FCA website. Go and seek legal advice. They're not going to catch up with you for fucking years. That's not that's not legal advice, by the way. But, um, you know, reality is they're looking for you to come out of the woodwork and say, we are a legitimate business. And the, it's the regulator looking to work with companies, basically, that are actually doing something legitimate. And eventually somebody will get made an example of if they're shilling shitcoins coins on TikTok. So don't be that guy um that's my phrase legal corner uh that's the news i have this week that's it's quite a big one though big big regulation balls one
0: i mean that is a, a pretty big um you know development there so yeah, understanding okay,
1: here uh, so i talked to a lawyer about this long story as why we're in that situation but understanding is doesn't affect nfts doesn't affect validator services doesn't affect kind of writing smart contract code, open sourcing it, whatever. It it just really doesn't affect all that much other than shilling shitcoins and launching shitcoins. Those two things, yeah, you have to register. Uh, And it's £10,000, and then every additional year, it's 1.7% of earnings with a a cap on it and a £2,000 re-registration fee or something like that. So if it's actually a profitable shitcoin, Worth registering with the FCA if it's not a profitable shitcoin, then maybe <clears throat> crush your ledger, walk away.
0: I don't really understand. Like, what is the what is the benefit to the society in registering? Is it like that you like? I don't, I don't get it.
1: Well, the FCA has a bit more money, so that they can then go after other people. Um, that would that would. But be like, looking to do by registering, does that give you immunity from fucking like? like shilling
0: a shit coin and
1: dumping on people like well if you dump it you'll be in breach of the fucking regulator and you'll go to fucking prison obviously why yeah because
0: it's like insider trading like in the real world if, if it was a well, stock so i think insider
1: trading. okay right so i'm i'm not a fucking lawyer we are very very close to the get legal advice here in answer to null's question my understanding is This is basically, um, they have in place rules about risky investments and marketing risky investments. They have seen the adoption and the holding of crypto assets in the UK increase massively in the last couple of years. And so they've just like taken an existing piece of legislation, which applied to, I think, other financial instruments and like payday loans and things possibly. And they've just pulled that off the shelf and gone, this applies to crypto now, (laughs) so what they're going to do presumably is refine that but for now they're going okay if you're just shilling some shitcoin, coin you we see that as risky enough and with enough downside that we want to know who you fucking are if we don't know who you are then there is this kind of sword of damocles that if we do find out you're doing it we can put you in prison so that means that then they can basically get you under the regulator put you in contact with them charge you your your two grand a year to be a regulated entity um two grand plus whatever it would be i guess based on your your turnover um and then they have an open channel to you to say oh okay by the way we've decided that these types of investments are actually like whatever and these ones are much more risky so if you fall under that then you need to fill out additional stuff you need to do blah 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 it's so that they can start to work out who is legit enough that they will come forward, identify themselves as a business, pay the money? Um, if you're paying ten grand and you're filling out all the paperwork and you're saying, "Hey, yep, cool, we 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 work in the area, we fucking have an office, here's who we are," YOLO, whatever. Um, well, probably I wonder if you have to register out. like your social handles, like
0: Big Balls Billy. You Six will have
1: to do. I mean, it's a regulator. It will be fucking loads of stuff, man. It will be proper due diligence, I would have thought. Otherwise, what's the fucking point? Um, Cash. Well, I mean, part of the reason is obviously because they need to make enough cash off this registration process to then have some money to go after people to make an example of them. It's kind of like a, you know, um, a circle jerk. It's kind of like a circle jerk, actually, isn't it? It's kind of like a Ponzi scheme. We need to yeah. just continue we'd continue getting people to sign the regulation forms and hand over the cash so that we can go and punish people that haven't. So we can get more people to come over and it's everything's kind of a, yeah. Anyway. Um, if the FCA, if anybody from the FCA is listening, I didn't just call the FCA a circle jerk or a Ponzi scheme. I have a great amount of respect for what you folks do. Um, I'm very pro sensible crypto regulation. Let's talk. Ap- apologies about calling your organization a Ponzi. Cool. Okay. Frey makes a
0: personal request to make taxes easier, please. That would yeah, be me too. I'll sign be, that
1: one. That would be HMRC sadly. Um, oh yeah. Schilti
0: taxes are exactly as easy as you want them to be. You just got to run the gauntlet a little bit. I'm not that courageous. Good sir. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, people uh, have certainly chosen, um, you know, uh, unorthodox tax schemes to follow over there when it comes to crypto and make life easier? So so I would say that I'm actually
2: taking a pretty aggressive stance when it comes to the way America does taxes with crypto. Um, but they're all like, in my opinion, defensible areas, right? Like the couple that sued the IRS for their staking income back, right? Like I, I actually follow, follow that kind of thing. Um, not that I'm advising others do that, but if they were to come down on me for like not claiming my stake in boards as income, as opposed to like created funds, then I would defend that position. Um, You'd have some way to point. I would have somewhere to point. Yeah. Um, cause they ended up settling. They didn't actually continue pushing through to like create president, but to me, that's enough to say, Hey, it's possible th- to actually move on that. But yeah, so there, there are some things that we're taking an aggressive stance on. Ooh, I did not. So Todd just said, did you see the guidance IRS just posted? No, I did not. Um, If you could post that or link that, I would love to read it. If it flies in the face of what I uh, said, maybe I won't read it.
0: (laughs) Then oops.
2: (laughs) Yeah,
1: exactly right. Oh, wait, Uh, I know this one. Then boys will be boys, right?
2: (laughs) That's right. Ignorance is bliss or something. I'm pretty sure I read somewhere that if you don't know the law, then you can't be in trouble for the law. And I'm pretty sure it's written down in stone somewhere. Makes total sense. Right? So one thing I think we should talk about that we haven't touched on yet, because it's been like the flavor of the last week, is permissioned Cosmosm on the Hub.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. I
0: did see that come up. The uh Prop 811.
1: Is this yes. the first, second, third, fourth time this has come up on the Hub?
0: I think this is the second
2: time. I think the first one was Prop 69. Literally. <laughs>
1: So uh, less less. I'll, I'll
2: say that I'm in favor of Cosmwasm on the hub. Permission Cosm-Wosem. Um From my experience with Kujira, permission cosmwasm can kind of suck because they have proposals, what feels like every hour of the day. They're on like proposal 450 and they've been out for less than a year. So that means more than one proposal per day on average. And that sucks. Like it's a small task to do, but it's a task nonetheless. But like Cosmwasm needs something in order to be able to iterate quicker. So we're voting yes on it.
0: Uh, I'm not an Adam validator, so I don't vote. But I think, like, I mean, I can't can't see it hurting to have it. I think a lot of people were, uh, you know, not happy that it was tied to this App Store thing. I didn't read the prop, um, so I don't really know what they're talking about uh, with that. But, you know, I don't, maybe it would have been better to sort of have one without the other, uh, if you know what I mean. Maybe just vote on just permissioned Cosmos as a concept. And then, if there was something else they wanted to attach to that, then attach that after. And then, a lot of people were talking about it being um, pushed up there by uh, Juno to be able to use mesh security as well uh, and Dowdow potentially. Um, So I'm not sure where people get this information or whether they just sort of infer it. And then uh, <laughs> Ben Davis, prop 811 on Adam is Juno PsyOps. <laughs> All right.
2: If you're going to make a claim like that, you got to get in here real quick and explain that to us because I've seen both sides and I, that that's such a claim that I think you should honestly hop on real quick and explain that position.
1: So, So for those people that are listening later who are on podcast players uh soy 2 studio has also said it was proposed by block creative juno to try and shill mash so that's uh, maybe that's the conspiracy theory i'm following this enough t- to have actually done any due diligence so i don't know if that's that's the case but we've got um we've got ben davis in the chat saying i think facetiously the prop is juno psyops we have soy two Studio saying it it was in fact proposed by block creators of Juno to try and show mesh hundred percent back in that. And um, Rama uh, and saying that, that DM DM us the tweet. Okay. Happy days. And, um, and Rama friend and, and collaborator of the podcast has agreed and said is block creators. So um, we're obviously out of the loop here, I guess.
2: Yeah, I haven't. I guess I haven't paid attention the last like couple days on it, but now I'm, now I'm way more curious. Like, I could just ask you, block creators. Yeah, you could. To me, it's fascinating that it would be a psyops to add Wasm to the hub.
1: Like, I'm not sure it's a psyop, but it might be if it's true, it's block creators. I think they'd just admit it, wouldn't they? Unless that, why would they not admit it?
0: Uh, sorry, I was typing. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't know, who, who knows? It's- like I, I don't think it's a Psyop. I think maybe they, if they were doing it to try and get mesh on the hub, what's wrong with that? They can vote on that later, right? It's permission to wasm so
1: yeah. I think the I think the general theme of that the prop is a bit shitty is like fair though. I mean, I've seen the prop in question. Uh, yeah, CW on the hub probably should have happened a long time ago. Uh, permission CW, but it, yeah, it just seems like it like a lot of props it does too much it needs to do a bit less
2: oh man uh, i have an i have an admission to make right now i didn't realize that the i read the chat gpt summary on minscan not the full contents i didn't realize there was a full contents i was betrayed by minscan so whenever i wow all right i need to actually go read this prop now and see why it's ch- potential backflip here on uh game of nodes i, I didn't mean, realize I mean, they had it i mean it's cool so I don't think we talked about Minskin 2.0. I'm not a huge fan of the changes. I think that a lot of it is like so-called design design where they made changes just so like to make changes to make it like seem more modern and i I think
0: they had it closer to the way it should have been before. Um, I, I like some of it like it is in, in there's no question that it is more feature rich now. Um, it does a lot more stuff, but they've also done worse what they used to do well. So it used to be very quick and easy to do some sleuthing around um, MintScan. You could just, all the links worked properly. You could just, you know, the, the, the things that I would have asked them to improve rather than redesigning the whole thing and ruining a whole heap of stuff would be more like to populate more, um, you know, transactions per page and to pre cache transactions as you're, as you're clicking through and you know ux improvements like that rather than sort of reinventing their own wheel and removing some spokes so um yeah i mean i do like some aspects of it but other aspects i i completely hate um i mean i certainly agree that there are aspects that i enjoy about it like
2: i think it i think it is um it feels faster i don't really know why but it feels faster
0: um but it feels so much more cumbersome to navigate. So much more cumbersome. feels slower to me. And I find like finding the things that I'm looking for is also quite a pain in the ass. The pages are really long and sectioned for scrolling. I would prefer if they were sort of just tabbed out across the top. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was a beta tester. I probably should have like raised some of those issue- issues, <laughs> but I was busy at the time. So, yeah. And it looks like we might have lost the phrase uh, going into phone time now he's reading the prop
1: uh no reading um uh, d- you know we we're, we're, we're down and stuff but things are happening so just needed to respond to a thing um oh, your phone stopped vibrating. is that what you're saying? No it's still vibrating once but <laughs> okay. um I think a resolution could be a hand, possibly we'll see. Um, we have thus far avoided the uh,
0: drill tweet of the week eh? Eh? you missed it oh. alright hit the banner
1: <laughs> is there a banner we can do it Um, I, I, I feel like I feel very on the spot because last week I was accused of being non-random but obviously ra- true randomness is basically impossible for a human so I, I feel like there's now a, a bar that I can never reach but I'm just going to I'm just going to have to flick. I'm just gonna I'll flick. tell you when to stop. 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 Fuck you. Oh god. We are in the section Obama. <laughs> <laughs> number 4 okay. on the page. <laughs> you want number 4 on the page. Okay, I mean they're all gold my thumb was on a particularly good one. Um so uh, I can't this is all spelt badly. you should know that ahead of time everything's spelt wrong every single word in this tweet um I'm little Jessica I'm dying because of Obama's health care bill. I'm on my deathbed and the doctor is ignoring me because my daddy works hard being from the states that's not very funny <laughs>
0: as a casual observer, I find it funny. <laughs>
1: Um, there are some for, for those of you following along at home who maybe have a copy of the drill book. I am sure everybody has a reference copy, possibly in their bathroom. Um, I can recommend the Obama section. I wasn't even aware there was an Obama section. Um, that entire page was was mostly gold. I like the uh, the one about the Final Fantasy VI nudes. That was that was funny, um, but unfortunately that was not the one they'll picked. So uh, if you like that, like and subscribe. Game of Nodes. And there'll be another drill tweet once again, giving us a copyright strike next week.
0: (laughs) I looked at our statistics of all our copyright strikes. It's like every fucking episode.
1: (laughs) We just managed to keep like, like, I mean, obviously, like, there's a lot of things that we get copyright strikes for. We haven't got any for uh, the drill tweet of the week. I think it would be kind of, if that was how we got got, you know, it'd be like Al Capone getting done for tax evasion. We get done for like, Hey, the thing that we went we had to bring you down once and for all was the drill books publisher was like, you can't, you can't verbally reproduce tweets. Then, then that'd be hilarious. That of all the things, of all the things to get shut down for, that would be top of the pile. Of that would be quite on brand, I think, for this podcast to go out in a blaze, not of glory, but of just latent misunderstanding of basic intellectual <laughs> copyright law. <laughs> The fair use policy doesn't mean this, lads. So, Schulte, uh
0: we were involved in another- um, Ponzi. Ne- network, no, not a Ponzi, another network launch uh, overnight. Um, so uh, the, the launch went smoothly. That was great. Did you happen to notice that the um, price feeder for this particular chain is built into the chain? I did notice, and it's very
2: strange. I am excited about said chain. However, I'm not excited about how to get into said chain. Um, were you were you in the conversation with Artifact, um, I think, earlier this week? Are you
1: talking about two different chains? No, no, same chain. No, same are you, chain. you sure? I I'm think so you're talking sure. about two different chains. I'm sure. Because I remember this conversation, and I've seen two conversations that are very similar. I mean, you can both say it out loud at the same time.
0: No, I'm 100% not going to. Yeah, we'll me say too. It
1: the, say it in the private chat, not chat and I'll adjudicate, but I'm pretty sure you're talking about different chains.
0: Uh, well, I, I don't want to talk about anything other than how interesting it was that we don't have to run a separate um,
2: price feeder. Yeah, I mean, I think that's awesome. I think that channel has a lot of cool things going for it and I'm pretty excited about it. Um, it's just... Yeah, I'll just say I'm excited about it and leave it at that because I can't verify what I'm saying for truth. So, Also, you know, I have one more thing to say here. Their naming of the daemon, wrong. It is objectively wrong. They could have done so much better. They should have asked me and I would have given them a way better name. Like they had a very clear
0: pattern they could have run with and they didn't. The pain, the absolute pain of that name. Um, And it, you know, heavy use of tab complete when <laughs> doing like, you know, anything there is just tab, 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 100%. One shortcut, I'm you'd R. be happy to know that I
1: do know. <laughs> command and R. What's command and up? Oh, sorry, control R, you know.
0: Oh, control R, yeah. yeah. No, this is just, then if you're, then... B- if you're b- banging out a bunch of different ones in a row, you just want to tab complete the daemon name. It's so annoying um anyway what else has been going on i've been doing all of the all of the talking here well all we've just
1: it. we've done the news and it's it's taken us now we're now game of nodes the fucking news podcast so i mean we've we've now reached final form it's uh quite impressive actually to see how far we come all it took was uh Usurper to fuck off for a few weeks um <laughs> um for us to, have admit, to get our yeah. shit together
0: the other, the other participants in this uh, call's participation rate in the news is dismal, by the way. I think you all need to do further research before each episode. I Fuck have him. a lot of research. You just had to throw down
2: your gauntlet in the beginning and saying, no, I'm going first. And I was like, okay, well, whatever. You do your thing then. But what if you I stepped
0: mean- on my news, Shiltsy? Then I'd be fucked, wouldn't I? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so what, what 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 further news do you have?
2: I mean, you covered a lot of it. I threw up the Cosmos Hub one as well. There's other things, but I don't know. I am I don't have enough context to really discuss them. So Cosmosm, I think it's pretty easy to discuss because it's high drama, right? Um, but like the Atom Accelerator research fighting
0: off for new... I don't know. I don't know. Has I haven't, I've not heard of this. Rama says, did we talk about all these chains locking tokens via ICA on the Hub? then hitting the unbonding limit and no one telling users. Anyone know what that means? N- n- no. I'm seeing a lot of shaking heads. Yeah. I have um, no idea what that means. Rama, we don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Sorry, but,
1: but it sounds like everybody's getting rugged again. I rug did not again.
0: know that there was an unbonding limit. I didn't know
2: there was an unbonding limit either.
0: Is that I- like, I
2: to look at the yeah. code. I know there's like an ETH unbonding limit. It's, Right now, like it, t- it takes like a couple days to unbond, but because there's so many people unbonding, it takes like 45 days to unbond right now. Something crazy. But I didn't know there was something like that for Cosmos.
0: Oh, seven unbondings per account. Yeah, everybody knows knows that. Oh, not chain wide. It's an account. Okay, yeah, 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 okay. Maybe they should have a um like counter in the uh in Kepler. It's like you've redelegated or unbonded X amount of times from this account. It does reset though, doesn't it? After those um, redels or unbonds are finished, doesn't it reset? Yeah, it's active um, unbondings. Yeah. I mean it's kind of a weird thing to do, right? Why if you have seven individual unbondings ongoing, like why I guess it bloats the state to some degree if you have a lot of unbondings. Maybe it's an attack vector. Like if you had 10,000 U Juno and did 10,000 unbondings on 10,000 accounts, I guess all of that information has to be passed through the state. That's true. And that would be duplicated for every block, basically. Yeah, exactly. Um, ICA vaults could have lots. Yeah, I guess so.
2: Um, so wait, hold on. Okay, so what you're saying, Rama, is that people have put tokens into oh shit quasar is that how it's pronounced someone Frey come on now i see that look is that right someone give me a thumbs up it's like
1: the okay, Frey
0: cool. calls it quasar or something
2: weird no i'm the one that calls it weird that's why i had to verify <laughs> all right <laughs> i know someone's dropping weird names at it yeah um okay so they put the um tokens into quasar which then bonds them to Osmo pools and people are unable to unbond from that? Is that what it's saying? Like they don't have that working? Rama says, some Cosmos Millions and Quasar users been waiting two months to unbond and no one has said anything.
0: Really? So James has clarified how to say that it's Quetisar. Quasar, got it.
2: Interesting. Um, so is that true in general? Is it was there a bug that caused that to happen, Rama, or was it that like obviously that wasn't designed to be the case? Like obviously they intended you to be able to unbond. But is this like a known bug or was this known to have gone into production with this bug effectively? Like does that make sense? Ah, okay. Okay. So I guess they put out a statement about it not working right now. I'm now I'm curious. So Ra- now I need to look into this.
0: Rama says Cosmos Millions has released a statement two days ago. I think uh, Quasar still hasn't. I mean, what is Cosmos Millions? Is that a chain, or is it like something that's on Quasar? For everybody listening, literally everybody is now doing alternate research or fixing something, and it's well, just—I'm I'm utterly fascinated now. Like <laughs> this is so okay.
2: So I've I've talked up. Uh, quasar like quite a few times i think it's a really cool product i think they do cool things um i didn't know it was a limitation so oh this is fascinating
0: hey so something else we might be able to mention while you're uh looking at that is um actually no we probably can't mention that dang it i don't want to get in trouble <laughs> uh, oh no it's uh it's, i gotta gotta work on the filter um yeah the Frey, what are you doing in there man you're been on mute for a long time and looking at your laptop are you over having, there devoping having
1: to, yeah having to do some some ops shit uh and is it is it repaired no uh they it uh i've got the feeling it's going to be a late one so oh, no <laughs> yeah.
0: um yeah well dang
1: yeah, whatever, man. Everything, everything is just a fucking lack of sleep at the moment, isn't it? Really, that's just yeah, it's kind of fine.
0: Yeah, I mean, like with uh, the the young family at the moment, you must be sort of quite often be doing all nighters, early mornings, late nights. Got to fit in the work with the uh, the bean action.
1: Yeah, I don't really know because, like, we can one of the good things about, I guess, like being full time freelance obviously like you have specific calls and things you have to do with clients but if you have to like do specific work you can just do it whatever time like when you can fit it in like it's only the calls and things that you have to do on their time zone and their kind of whatever but so you you end up like working a normal amount of hours like sometimes to be fair you end up working more hours but like oh, whatever pattern you can just humanly fit it in I, literally i have no fucking clue how it's possible to have like an under six because it's only like um recently that things are calmed down a bit. I mean you get the odd week where things are inexplicably quite fine, but you can't bank on it and things change so often. Like, I, I honestly don't know. If I was still working in the job I had five years ago where I had to get up fucking six thirty, seven o'clock every day, whatever, and commute, go into the office talk to other humans for six seven hours in the day like interact with other people be coherent then come home i, I, I just I don't know where the hours and the like what the fuck like at the moment now it's like you 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 do like three hours work you have a 10 minute nap you tidy up all the shit around the house that's fucked you have two slices of toast then you work for three hours then you do all the other baby shit that he's doing then you work for an hour then you like have dinner and have like 20 minutes with your partner. Then you do like another heart. Like you can split it up in such a way that nothing's falling apart, that all of the washing is getting done, that, you know, things are kind of, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I don't know how I don't, I, I maybe every parent looks at every other parent and goes, how the fuck do people function? Like, I, yeah, I just don't know how you're supposed to do it around like a really rigid schedule. Cause the baby kind of makes their own schedule. It's mad. Um, I mean i I see exactly where you're coming from,
0: but like I am in the same situation in you as that. I work from home on my own schedule, but I would find it very hard to fit in something to look after that's not already in my schedule. Like I'd pretty much spend most of the day working and, as you say, doing the other things in between. Up until a certain time where I cut off and then I go and do some exercise, then I come back and cook dinner and then do some more work or spend some time with So the um, exercise that's now
1: you have a baby that's not gone. It doesn't, doesn't exist yeah. anymore. <laughs> you can unless you're insanely disciplined or you work it into the between your house and your office, it's probably gone. And that cooking dinner, forget about that. Cooking dinner. Yeah, it's eggs on toast now.
0: Well, I actually cook lunch and dinner
1: and breakfast. So wow! Some you're kind gonna, of love, you're gonna love the one hour you get on Sunday to make soup for every day of the week. <laughs> um, yeah, you're Dude. gonna need to. You need to be much more efficient about that cooking business. It needs to be cooked ahead of time, but still nutritious enough that you don't die. So, um, but microwave ideally. People are going to probably like
0: question why I'm onto this so late, but. I have found the air fryer to just be the business.
1: Didn't you bring something up last week as well?
0: Did I? I I just cook chicken in that bitch every day for lunch. So preparing is going to the air fryer, throwing the two bits of chicken in there and turning it on and then coming back later to eat it. So I feel like it's pretty efficient if you're already at home. (laughs) So Ben Davis says that um, babies with a nine to five means your partner now hates you and you compete about who is most tired. It kind of makes sense.
1: That's, that's, that's plausible. I'm sure that's looking forward to that imminently in my future when we're both back at work. Um, anyway, but yeah, whatever. Uh, I can definitely see that in my
0: future, my partner and I compete on everything.
1: I think less that less that we, um, to be fair, less that we, uh, we will hate each other and, more that we'll compete i think we're both naturally competitive i mean
0: why have a partner if you're not competing right
1: yeah um i mean we have it i win i'm we don't really i'm not allowed to play board games because apparently i'm a i'm a i'm a sore loser and a bad winner (laughs) (laughs) so i think possibly i'm not much fun to compete against anyway (laughs)
0: Yeah. I think we, we talked about board games like last week or the week before I'm terrible to play board games with because I hate them. Um, but also my partner is terrible to play board games with because it sounds like she's exactly like you, uh, gets upset if she loses and then stuffs it down your throat if she wins, (laughs) which is every time. So
1: to be fair, I think I'm actually a better loser than I'm made out to be. Like I think, I think the point is the manner in which, like, the spirit in which the game is played. Like, if we're just all dicking around and it's just, like, friendly, it's just, like, it's cool, just, like, boys will be boys, just some of the lads playing a board game, a couple of pints, board game. You know, whatever. If you, You know, it's about the playing, it's about being with friends, you win, you lose. Potato, potato, it's a wazzy, it's a woozy. Whatever, man. But if, like, if there's somebody who really fucking cares, who really cares a lot, then it like, it, I think it's more about the person you're across the table from. Like if somebody is getting into it, oh, then we're going to get into it. Like, and then, then, yeah, then sure. I, I don't want to like, and then if you get into it and then just because of bad dice rolls or whatever, you lose to somebody whose strat was way worse. You're just kind of like, ah, oh, come on, man. Come on. Ridiculous. What, that what is games, the games game are you playing? I'm, I'm curious. That has uh, a strategy
0: and dice.
2: <laughs> no no well, well, i've got quite a few games that are like i've got like a couple of three plus hundred dollar board games so i'm just curious what you're well, referring to okay well hang on which which
1: which which board games do you
2: work well,
0: well yeah, hang, on, on. hang on hang, hang on. on hang on Shilty, do you not have a dedicated uh games playing table
2: uh i do actually yes i spend like four thousand dollars on it Hold on, hold on. I can pull this bad boy out. Wait, what? I, how, I maybe would not have specified
1: have the spe- amount you paid. Oh, <laughs> My follow up question is going to be answered by Merica, right? I was about to say, how the fuck do you have the space for a dedicated fucking gaming table?
2: So, okay, yeah. So I'll, I'll put a link in the chat. So where the fuck are you going to put that, Chilty? So it's not going to be. So the reason why it works as a dedicated gaming table is because um the the top slats come off, and so it has a vault inside that you can put your board games inside of and then when you wanna use it as a table again, you just put the slots
0: slats back on top of oh, so right? it can be used as a regular table as well,
1: yes, exactly, yeah, yeah, I looked at the this link is the said, most like, fucking decadent table I've ever seen in my entire life. I it's, can't it's believe it has, it has a it has a bloody turning.
2: I, I'm not getting that one. That one's like fifteen thousand dollars. That is not what I'm getting. Oh, okay. It's mine is like mine to is to their modular it. gaming table where it's like their cheapo oh, okay. version. I don't have the one where you crank and the vault goes up. That is amazing. I that would love amazing. to have it. I am not putting that much money into it.
1: That is like astonishing. Genuinely astonishing. What do you buy the man who has everything? You buy him a cable, a table with a cranky, rotatey thing. That's that's wild. That's totally yeah. insane. So it can uh, be optioned too, right,
0: see With like drink holders and like little card things. And oh yeah,
2: oh yeah. There's all sorts of accessories that I, I have coming for it. Oh, you better believe it. <laughs> well, so the thing is, though, is I, I I'm more interested in using it for role playing than I am for board games, right? Which is like a completely different section. So like board games, really enjoy board games. They're fantastic. But role playings, where I really like Dungeons and Dragons, and oh. I'm not a huge I'm not a huge fun Dungeons and Dragons fan, but. As that example, everyone knows Dungeons & Dragons. Love playing it's Dungeons & right, and Dragons. And Dragons. I mean, for one, Wizards of the Coast are huge assholes. So that's like for number one. Like, very recently, they're planning on changing the licensing for it so that anyone who basically used the words in like YouTube would have to pay them for just saying it. Like, their their license right now is, is pretty good. Um, or they reverted it to its old one, which is good. You have got an open ability to use like fighters, withers, whatever. Um, Whereas before they were going really hardcore into it, but Wizard of course, is awful. Dungeons and Dragons. It's just not very creative. There's some way more interesting um, settings out there than
1: Dungeons and Dragons.
2: So I'm saying, I mean,
1: I don't, I don't, I don't play. I know people, I know a fair few people that do um, that. And the one, the kind of uh, Lovecraftian one, whatever that one's called. Call Cthulhu. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then the the cyberpunky one is that Netrunner. Uh, there's a
2: couple. There's Shadowrun. There's also just cyberpunk. Like that's just a. I
1: think it's the one with "run" in the name. Yeah, um, so I think
2: that's Shadowrun.
1: Okay, but I, don't, I I I don't have any direct experience with them, so that's the end of my. I don't have anything useful to to add. Sorry. I love them. I think they're amazing.
2: I I I haven't been able to do it for a long time because like I used to have a really like close crew. We'd do it every week, and then COVID hit. And my friend group basically exploded after that because people moved all of the place because they wanted to get away from the city and blah 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 blah. Um, but I will be able to play in actually quite a while, and it's it's very sad.
1: That is kind of a bummer. I'm I'm I've decided that one of my dad personas is to get back into uh, that kind of stuff because during COVID we were we were doing like uh, uh, worms, like playing worms online every uh, every week like doing like six rounds it got, it got really competitive actually like everybody was tracking their kill or death ratio and everything um but i i'm just like okay well now we don't do like mo- like i don't really have any kind of regular things in. i'm just like yeah okay it's gonna be tabletop, tabletop gaming get back into it that's what we're gonna do that's my that's my plan i just need to fucking like a it's it's like marketing a shit coin actually you need to just like or, or heroin um you need to give people their first taste free you know uh, like, kind of get them into it? Like give them a free couple of models or a rule book or some shit. Get them around Do you have house.
0: to register to sell heroin?
1: Um, I'm pretty sure that's just straight up illegal. I think if you just give somebody a couple of like Games Workshop minis, you don't have to register with the FCA, but I'm not a lawyer. Um, if you're trying to market your games night, possibly that's a Colt or a Ponzi. I don't know which. Uh, you might need to register with the Financial Conduct Authority, but I suspect not.
2: Um, well a mini is like an n f t and since you don't have to register if you sell an n f t
1: you probably wouldn't we're probably you okay i've uh, i've actually uh this is this is massively off topic now but i've been i've actually been recently uh in some sleep the sleep deprived thing um but trying to do something useful with the time i got shoved a, i got given a big box of stuff from by my parents from the loft and in it was a bunch of warhammer from when i was like 12 and it's shit is so badly done it's so badly painted really badly assembled whatever and i've decided i basically kit bashing my bullshit 12 year old attempts and then stripping the paint, but then kit bashing them into valid models for the current meta um and at some point i'll get around to be honest actually the problem i've always found with minis is that assembling them is really fun and i really love kit bashing um but actually, painting is a massive, massive time sink. So that's don't know if I'll actually ever get them painted. But I hope I will. We'll have see. Have you
2: have you seen the uh, the Warhammer Space Marines memes on YouTube? Uh,
1: no, I don't. Oh, think
2: so. I got it. I'll, I'll send you a well, link it's, for
1: these. It's, I I will enjoy. Presumably, uh, I was a Marines player back in the day. Um, but uh, but yeah, whatever. Anyway. Um, yeah, the, the only thing I was thinking about that gaming table was that of like my my kind of tabletop game of choice. I don't know if it's a choice. It's the only one I really have done any of recently is uh, Team Yankee. And you need a six by four foot table. So that would be quite, that's I think bigger than that gaming table that you posted quite a bit. Like also, who the fuck has space for a six by four fucking table? I mean, I don't. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, I don't really either. Um, I'll make it work though. Yeah, at the moment, I guess it's just going to be on the floor, like kids, which is kind of fine, I guess, you know, revert to form. Um, yeah, so validating, huh? This is kind of a late topic at the end, but honestly, there have been a lot of
2: great validators popping up in chat that I hadn't seen before. Like, I'm starting to see people fall off the end of sets and seeing new people come back in that I actually really enjoy. There were some, there were some good characters popping
0: in. There have, unfortunately, yeah, been people dropping out too and I mean you know a year or more is a long time for people to just constantly run at a loss and you got to remember like a lot of the validators are hobbyists and you know it seems like a, a good thing to get into and then you're kind of stuck and I guess you're always just hoping that the next bull run is around the corner, but
1: it doesn't necessarily work out <laughs> that way. The next, the next one is the leap home, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. So, you know, people looking to try and, you know, recover their, their inputs over, you know, 12 or 18 months or whatever and then that not eventuating and then, you know, eventually having to capitulate and go back to not doing that. A lot of people support their validators with their nine to five. Like it's, I yeah. think- Everyone out there thinks it's like this glorious thing where you just make money hand over fist, but not necessarily the case. So, um, yeah, unfortunate to see that some people have been shaken out, Um, but, you know, also good to see more people entering the space. It's always good to have like more minds on the job, you know.
1: I think you're um, seeing that a bit more with like whenever an upgrade goes a bit funny. Now I'm seeing more status notifications of like validators, then going inactive and then not coming back online. Um, and I think those are just, un- they're basically unattended validators. It, and even some of those are from larger validation companies and they've just, I, I guess they've just stopped. Yeah. Well, yeah,
0: they probably their staff chain. numbers as well. Yeah. And it's like just not the coverage that they need to be across everything
1: yeah i used to see like the odd thing where like somebody will get pinged and it's just a dead discord name and that's presumably where oh that somebody, i haven't seen yeah i've seen that a couple of times you see it says like people have not upgraded to the new discord name format it would just say like discord user but it's usually because somebody i guess had a work account and they killed it off
0: yeah it's uh unfortunate to see but you know that's crypto